Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, October 14th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone welcome back to rocket city lift i'm tara bolger and i'm brett goodeman today is friday the day you've all been waiting for when we will ask each other a stupid question we'll also read first timothy but let's begin with prayer let us pray lord god may we have the courage to go where you have called us to be give us the endurance to run the race you have called us to run Give us the faith to know that you are God in all. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Friends, listen to our passage from 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter, verses 6 through 19. Of course there is great gain and godliness combined with contentment. For we brought nothing into the world so that we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, and in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. But as for you, man of God, shun all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you to keep the commandment without spot or blame until the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about at the right time. He who is blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords. It is he alone who has immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. As for those who in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life that is really life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, if you could get rid of one material thing in the world, what would it be? My smartphone. Yeah. And I say that knowing that I can get rid of it, right? Sure, sure. But I would like for all of the world to be rid of them. Um, It brings, the level of convenience it brings in no way outweighs the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. That was was better than mine. That's okay. I'm still going to say mine. Let's hear yours. Mine was going to be cars. 
Oh, really? I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, but if we could all live in communities where we could either walk or take a train or whatever, that would be my ideal. I just, I just, I'm, I'm just when I'm, when I'm in cities where I walk places and I'm taking trains. It's just one, I'm healthier. Two, I'm just more observant of the world around me. Uh, I think I'm less uh, cut off from the world. I just. I think that's a bit romanticized only because I wonder if like, I think there are people who live in cities who never look at the people around them. Oh, 100%. Never, you know what I mean? 100%. Uh, but there's the opportunity to. Um, yes. There's the, it, when you drive in a car, there is nothing but anger for the people around you. <laughs> as, as they're in, <laughs> now as, we're learning about you. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, uh, as, as it's the, certainly better for the planet, too. It's better for the planet. They're in, the, the only thing the other cars serve is to be in your way or cut you off or prevent you from getting to your okay, uh, location. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> I'm just saying. That, I mean, do you think of cars separately when they're, you're like, "Thank God, all these cars are on the road with me." I think what I think is that um, I love the kind of uh, idea that I can go and see and do. Mm-hmm. Um, now I feel like life is spread out, and so it helps me with that. Now the converse may be that our life wouldn't be as spread out otherwise. Um, so I don't know. I think I think that's what it is. Is is I mean that's this is what America is. Is it's suburbanized. Is we've 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 we 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 individualize we pot ourselves. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, there is something to be said. I think of uh, for many other places in the world, you're just closer around people uh, because my natural default is to be away from people. <laughs> and yeah. So and it, see, it, I, <laughs> I I like get community together wherever I go because uh-huh. I'm an extrovert mm-hmm. and I don't have a family of origin, so mm-hmm. I'm always. But, you know, I, you know, the other thing is, if I had had to live my whole life in the backwoods North Carolina town where I grew up, I would already be a grandmother. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just it's uh, getting out made it's a difference true. for me. That's true. Wow, that, that was deeper than I meant to go. Um, okay. All right, writing your opinions on cars. <laughs> but to our scripture, uh, what does it mean at the very end of our passage? What do you think it means to take hold of the life? That is really life. Well, it has occurred to me that each time I've read this passage, I have reworded that a little bit. The passage (laughs) actually says, so that they may take hold of the life that really is life. And so I love that. I think it's the idea that we can be living and breathing and moving through the world and still be very dead inside. And I think that when we think of the virtues of Christianity and emphasis on the other and on service um, and on contentment, that that leads to a life that's really very full, that brings more life into the world. So, you know, in ancient Judaism, the idea was that the laws of God would would enable them to live a, a fuller and happier life. Um, and now we know that through Christ and his teachings, that it also leads us to this like fuller and happier life, um, in our soul and in our interactions and all of those things. I have found it to be true. I don't believe that if centuries of people had tried the way of Christ and had lives that felt diminished 
or worse or terrible that it would have survived. Maybe it would have because God is sovereign, and if mm-hmm. God willed it, it would happen. But I do think that um, people of faith through the ages have testified to, to a better life well-lived when they follow in the way of Christ. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the life that really is life? I think uh, to your point of especially looking historically of, of people who have uh, lived the faith well, um, I don't know if there, perhaps there is, and I'm ignorant to it, which could totally be it, but to see the demonstration of people who have who have truly followed Christ, there are people who have done that in all different economic circumstances, all different uh, regional uh, circumstances, all different um, racial circumstances, uh, who have found this true life um, and have lived lives that are full and glorifying to God, even in some of them the worst of circumstances and some of them the best of circumstances uh, that I think that when we look at the people uh, who have who have chosen Christ in the midst of whatever hand has been dealt to them, uh, that we know it to be true. Uh, I think about even in my own context of, of either people who I've done funerals for or people I know in this church or people I know within my life, um, again, vastly different economic and social circumstances that they've lived uh, but there's an insurmountable joy because of the choices that they've made because of the call that they've received and their response to that call mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and I was thinking about I'm gonna say some names here and totally butcher it but um, you've heard of Alain de Botain who is a French philosopher and he has basically made this argument he is an atheist but he believes people having a place to like gather together in community and even having um, some sort of like worship service that that makes life fuller, even though for him, he doesn't believe in God. Um, And I was thinking about how that hasn't really taken off in any way, that movement, Um, because I think it takes takes a deep kind of spiritual transformation to even be able to do this. Hmm. It takes the hmm. Holy Spirit working in our lives to be constantly reminded um, to focus less on the culture around us and more on what Jesus Christ is calling us to do. Um, and I read this, and I know that there are a thousand ways I failed to live into who Christ wants me to be. But I also know the small way that I've been able to do it has meant everything. So with that, I'll leave you with a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson, who has written, The purpose of life is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Monday. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.